This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast. The only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags and I've just finished watching UFC Vegas 33, um, aka UFC Fight Night, Uriah Hall versus Sean Strickland. Uh, before we get into the main card, let's uh, quickly run through these prelims. So we start in the welterweight division with Philip Raw getting the, the knockout uh, in the second round against Orion Koska. And then we had a spate of decisions, with uh, starting with Zaruk Adeshev picking up the decision against Ryan Benoit in the flyweight division. Uh, going into the, the women's strawweight division, uh, Jean Euphray picking up the uh, the win over Ashley Yoder. Uh, we actually got a, a draw uh, in the featherweight division between Danny uh, Chavez and uh, Kar Kamaka. Kar Kamaka picked up a, a point deduction in the second, uh, which would have meant the fight went in uh, in his favour. But uh, unfortunately for him, um, he ends up with uh, splitting the, the the result with a draw. And then we finished off at the prelims with uh, Chris Grootsmacher uh, getting the decision over Rafa Garcia. Uh, going into the main card, we opened up with Brian. Barbarina taking on Jason Witt uh, in a uh, quite a, uh, a fight that I was actually really looking forward to. A real kind of a, a difference in styles. Uh, Jason Witt, obviously well known for the ground game and the grappling. And uh, Brian Barbarina, known for spinning people's jaws and, and trying to take people's heads off. Uh, and that's essentially what we got for for three rounds of this fight. Uh, Brian um, started off a little bit nervous working from the outside and we saw that uh, Jason Witt uh, was was kind of like controlling the centre of the octagon and, and looking for uh, any opportunity really to, to go in for the takedown uh, and as soon as he spotted that, that opportunity uh, he was able to uh, get Barbarina down onto the floor uh, landing some big, big shots um, Barbarina uh, avoided a quicker uh, early arm triangle and was able to kind of get back to his uh, knees and then uh, get back to the feet and land a massive right hand that uh, really kind of wobbled uh, Jason Witt. Witt goes again for the for the, the takedown 
uh, to end the round uh, uh, in control. But yeah, the uh, he certainly felt the sting of Brian Barberina's uh, shot in 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 uh, in between those two takedowns. Uh, going into the second round, and you would have expected Wit to to kind of capitalize on that uh, that uh, clearly more adv- advantageous ground game, but to his to his uh, to fair play to him, he he tried to stay and and stand and bang with uh, Brian Barberina, which is a uh, which is quite a brave brave thing to do. Uh, he ended up throwing some some high kicks, um, shoots him for a takedown fairly early on, but it gets stuffed, and uh, Brian is able to to um, to kind of like start taking control of the shots. Until he it eats a, a clean route which uh, stumbles Brian Bar- uh, Barberino, who bounces uh, kind of onto the floor, but uh, into the cage, and he's able to use that kind of momentum to to push himself uh, uh, back to his feet. Um, and just as he's kind of, uh, just as Brian Barberino is, is going to kind of try and land a big haymaker, um, Jason Witt is able to to duck down change levels and and uh, get the takedown again and it's really well done um unfortunately he's not able to to keep uh brian down for for that long and brian's able to get back to his feet land a high kick uh but again with that with that gorgeous well-timed right hand uh jason is able to knock brian um barbarino back down to the ground um Wit uh, uh, goes in and swarms, uh, attempts for the for the guillotine, and it looks tight for for quite a while. But uh, Brian is able to to work his way out uh, eventually. And after a, a minute or so uh, of of kind of tight squeezing, uh, Jason Wit knows he has to give it up, and, and Brian is able to survive. Uh, gets back to the feet, uh, lands some some big shots, but uh, you can tell that. The, the the takedowns and the pressures really took its effect on on Barbarino. He's uh, he's uh, very very tired. We see uh, Jason Witt finished the round, uh, going for um, another takedown. And again, as he did in the second round, in the first round, he ends the the second round uh, in in charge on the floor. So going into the third, and both guys were looking to just. Uh, just go for the knockout, uh, which is interesting considering the kind of success that that Witt had had uh, with the takedowns. Uh, but he clearly thought that there was the opportunity there to to finish the fight with a knockout. Uh, he, um, but Brian is is the kind of fighter that that if you want to stand and bang with him, he'll happily throw uh, throw at you uh, all day long. Uh, and he Brian was starting to land a lot more shots. The the big swinging overhead run uh, right landed quite a few times, and you could see uh, uh, a number of times in this round where where Brian actually wobbles Jason Witt uh, and kind of almost makes Jason feel that maybe uh, going for the takedown and controlling this third round would have been the, the wisest decision because uh, the last thing you want to do is have two really good rounds and then get get sparked in the third. Uh, and that happened quite a few times uh, in this round where there were, there were the potential of Barberina uh, um, getting that knockout. There were uh, points where uh, 
where Jason Witt did revert back to the the wrestling. Uh, there was a, a a good shooting to a takedown, which uh, Brian was able to uh, transition into his his own kind of a attempt at a guillotine. Uh, but uh, the wily uh, wrestling veteran Jason Witt was able to uh, not only get out of the guillotine, but uh, end up slamming. Uh, Brian Barberino to the ground again kind of like in the first round he's not able to really keep him down for for too long um, until uh, until Whit picks him up and slams him again but this time he's able to to pass uh, uh, the leg grab some side control uh, and able to to actually get some work down on on the floor uh, landing some um, some quite big shots, uh, but uh, Barbarina is able to again push Jason Witt off and get back to the feet. And this is where both guys, with about a minute to go, are trying to uh, just lay each other out with massive haymakers. Um, Jason Witt uh, goes for another takedown, is able to grab the leg, get the fight back to the ground. Um, there's a there's a, a point where. Where Brian is trying to scramble out of the out of the uh, the the position, and Jason is able to almost get get the back, um, and then after three rounds of of uh, Barbarina just trying to knock Jason Witt's head off, we see him attempt to uh, to use a Kimura uh, to uh, to be able to not so much get the the submission, but to uh, give Jason something to worry about and give him the opportunity to get back on the feet. Um, 30 seconds to go, uh, Brian Barberina knocks out Jason Witt's mouthpiece. Um, Jason goes to pick it up and Brian clocks him. Uh, and uh, the, the the best ref in the world, Keith Eason, uh tells Jason he's got to keep fighting. Uh, luckily for, for Jason, he, he doesn't get knocked out, although he uh, he very nearly did. Um, Brian was, uh, was, was so kind of... Um, eager to get that knockout that he threw um through one last massive haymaker and end up slipping and and almost getting uh, hurt himself when he fell on his fell on his on his knees so uh that that is the end of the fight uh, a really entertaining kind of uh mix of, of styles like a real clash of styles but really entertaining match to watch and uh jason witt uh gets uh the majority decision one one judge giving it 28 uh apiece um with uh Witt getting the first two rounds and brian getting a 10-8 in the third um matt bell gave uh Witt, uh uh, rounds one and two, uh, but gave Witt a ten eight in round two, which is uh which is interesting. And then uh, Rick Winter with the with the standard twenty nine twenty eight uh, for your winner, Jason Witt. A great victory, and a, a great final round, a really uh, good way to start this card off. So after a run of decisions and going to the judges uh, all the way throughout the the, the card scene. Um, from from the very first match um we uh it this this card was certainly short on finishes so uh up steps um colin angling and uh melsic uh bagdasarian um uh, melsic making his ufc debut uh, as is uh colin 
Um, and what an, what an amazing fighter um, Elsik Bag, uh, Bagdasarian is uh, coming into the UFC with a lot of heart behind him on a, um, a coming in on a five fight win streak um, and yeah he was uh, he was massively massively impressive uh, quite a, a, a scrawny kind of slim uh, featherweight uh, compared to the the much heftier uh, Colin uh, Anglin, but the power that this kid has is is it's phenomenal, and the kind of like the confidence and the dynamic strikes that he's got is uh, it was really something to behold. He uh, he started off really fresh with uh, with low kicks, uh, great movement really crisp um mixtures of of um punch and kick combos uh really kind of a um giving angling a hell of a lot to think about and the way that uh um angling was was going to get any kind of success in this fight was by uh stopping those those opportunities for for Bagdasarian to to use that that dynamism and and either use his clinch up against the 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 cage or get the fight to the ground uh, unfortunately for for angling every time he did attempt to clinch um Bagdasarian was able to to break free uh, and on his way out land some really hefty shots. Um, he started um, landing some really good body shots, um, throwing the the combinations were just uh, so hard for for uh, Anglin to to deal with it with the mixture of high kicks, low kicks, body kicks. Uh, body punches, uh, jabs, hooks. Um, Bagdasarian has got a really uh, wide range of uh, of attacking styles, and uh, and his speed and accuracy are really something to to be be very impressed by. Um, the the sheer pace of uh of his shots uh really kind of had uh, angling on the back foot for uh, the majority of this first round. And um, the the big right hands coming down the middle, followed up with the the kind of uh, one twos to the body, uh, the level changes. Um, um, there was a point where Anglin was able to actually get the the trip, um, get uh, Bagdasarian down to the ground. But within seconds, uh, Bagdasarian's on his knees and back on his feet. There's just uh, it was just so wild of a, such a young fighter, but to have such like a uh, a great kind of a fighting brain, um, landing big big shots as well. And there's nothing that uh, Anglin could do to stop him. They were coming from every single angle. Um, Anglin was able to survive that first round, uh, but it was only because of the the buzzer going. Uh, because I think with another thirty seconds or so, um, uh, Bagdasarian was was going to going to take that far, uh, and he kind of proved that into going into the second round. Again, he came out. Uh, he was the one being aggressive. Uh, you could hear uh, Anglin's uh, corner men really kind of uh, trying to. Uh, push him on and kind of motivate him but there was not really a, a lot he could do uh there were um Bagdasarian landing uh, body kicks uh left hand hooks um angling again was was trying to use that that clinch uh which he found a little bit of success with in the in the first round but 
Uh, he's just not able to, to control the speed and the accuracy of Bagdasarian. Um, the end comes when uh, and one of those rangy high kicks lands clean. Uh, Anglin drops to the canvas. Um, uh, Melzig uh, follows up with uh, Hammer Fist. And uh, Mark Smith has no other option but to call this fight a day. And uh, a great debut for, for uh, Bagdasarian. And... He, in his post-fight interview with Paul Felder, he was actually disappointed with his uh, with his uh, performance. He felt that he should have finished the fight in in the first, and he had ample opportunity to. But it's going to be exciting to see uh, just where this this kid can go in this division. Uh, I mean, this featherweight division is is not exactly. Um, it's not exactly threadbare. There's plenty of killers in it, and uh, it'll be interesting to see just where Bagdasarian fits uh, in in the coming uh, few uh, weeks and months. But uh, a great way to mark your debut and a and an absolutely outstanding finish. So going into the middle of the the main card now, and we're in the welterweight division. Uh, Jared Gooden taking a fight on four days' notice against Nicholas Stoltz, and what a uh, what a performance for for Jared Gooden. Uh, he scores the the knockout after a minute and eight seconds of the first round. Um, Stoltz actually came out and uh, he looked to to press the pace. He uh, landed a, a, a decent spin kick at the uh, the very beginning of the fight, and Jared was coming out uh, swinging uh, with punches. Missed quite a few, but was able to land a, a quite a tasty little left hand. Um, that that kind of spurred Stoltz into into uh, swinging back. Uh, but uh, Jared Gooden was able to just uh, grip hold of uh, of Nicholas Stoltz and and slam him to the to the floor. Um, not f- they didn't stay on the canvas for long and were were soon back to back to the feet. But as they were getting back up, uh, Gooden landed a massive uh, straight right which dropped Stoltz. Um, he's uh, clearly uh, dazed. Uh, and before we we can see uh, Jared Gunn put the the exclamation mark on it, Herb Dean waves this off uh, a minute into the round, a minute and eight into the round, and a and a, a great win for 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 Jared Gunn four days notice and a, a potential knockout of the night performance bonus, which is a a great win for him. Um, hopefully that will help move him up the rankings in that welterweight division and, and get him. Um, a bigger fight going into our co-main event now uh, we're in the women's strawweight division uh, with uh, Cheyenne uh, Bears taking on Gloria DePaula and if uh, <laughs> if Jared Gooden thought he needed to get in and out of there pretty quick uh, Cheyenne Bears uh, essentially said hold my beer um, because she got the the finish after only a minute, so shaving eight seconds off uh, of Jared Gooden's record for this card. Uh, Bears started off uh, pretty brightly, uh, looking to use a quite obvious uh, power advantage. Uh, uh, Gloria DePaula ended up. Uh, landing a couple of big shots of her, of her own and uh, they both started uh, doing some clinch punching uh, which uh, gives uh, Cheyenne the opportunity to to uh, drive Gloria DePaula to the ground. 
Cheyenne then um, lets um, lets uh, Glory to Paula uh, get back to her feet, and but just how as she's left the her knees, so she's essentially on her feet, but her body still kind of like uh, hunched over as she's uh, as she's standing upright. Um, Cheyenne bars just absolutely soccer kicks her clean in the face, um, but. Paula goes straight back down to the floor. Uh, Cheyenne Baz uh, thinks that she's got the walk-off knockout. Um, but uh, Gloria says, nope, uh, I ain't finished yet, motherfucker. He's uh, <laughs> able to kind of like almost stumble away to towards Cheyenne. Um, so Cheyenne just turns around, lands a few extra uh, uh, exclamation point uh, shots. And Mark Smith uh, waves the fight off with a, a minute on the clock. Uh, great victory for, for Cheyenne after a, a not a, that impressive a, of a debut. Uh, she's now back uh, in the win column, uh, record of 6-2. and two. Uh, So, yeah, let's, uh, let's see where Cheyenne Bars can go next in the, in the strawweight division. So going into the main event now, and we had uh, Uriah Hall um, versus Sean Strickland, former uh, teammates, former sparring partners. Um, Uriah Hall coming off that um, that win against Chris Wyman with the leg break, and uh, Sean Strickland coming off the uh, victory over Christoph Jocko recently. Uh, and this uh, is exactly why uh, Uriah Hall may be the most frustrating fighter uh, in the UFC because there are moments with him of absolute brilliance. The 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 fight against uh, Anderson Silva, the 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 one punch killer knockout uh, power that he possesses. And then there's there's fights like this where he doesn't show up to the party at all. Uh, this was essentially a five round beatdown. Uh, Strick, uh, Sean Strickland was outstanding uh, all the way through this uh, this fight, um, where uh, Sean clearly had the uh, the advantage in wrestling. Uh, it was it. It should have been a game set and match when it comes to uh, uh, the the having the fight on the feet with with uh, the the power, the range, the the movement of your eye hold. This should have been a really tough time for a fighter like uh, Sean Strickland. But your eye hold just did not show up. I mean, it it was the guy's birthday today as well. Uh, but yeah, he just was. He just too many times in his career has has this Uriah Hall uh, turned up to a fight. Um, he he looked slow. He uh, was um, he wasn't aggressive. He ate a hell of a lot of shots uh, in the in the first round. Uh, Strick, uh, Sean Strickland's jab was landed pretty much every single time and there was just not a lot that that Uriah Hall was doing to combat it uh he he only really kind of like perked up in the in the first round um with about a minute to go when uh he landed a, a crisp counter right um 
I'm not actually going to even go through this far round round for round because this is just like I said, it's a, a huge beatdown uh, from uh, uh, Sean Strickland. Uh, his jabs were were absolutely gorgeous. Um, his combinations were were really on point. There were multiple times throughout the fight where he had uh, Uriah Hall stumbling, uh, where he had uh, the opportunity for the takedown. A couple of times Uriah Hall was able to stuff him. A couple of times Uriah Hall were, was was uh, was was taken down. Uriah did land some of his own uh, shots uh, as you would have expected him to do, but it was. It was too little. Uh, there was just not enough of it. Uh, a couple of times he he could have um, followed up with some of his shots uh, after the uh, the kind of uh, shocked Shane Strickland, um, but he didn't do in, enough to kind of follow up on that. There wasn't enough urgency. There was enough uh, pressing of the of the pace from Uriah Hall. Uh, this was Shane Strickland really kind of stepping up to the mark and, and showing that he belongs uh, at the top end of this this division. Uh, I think he'll be disappointed that he didn't actually get the finish, especially with the amount of jabs and the amount of hooks that he, he was able to land with the with the uh, control that he had on the ground and able to uh, score takedowns um, time and time again. Um, it was it was so disappointing because uh, Uriah Hall is a big favourite of ours here at, uh, at five rounds just because he has that kind of a that ability to be a killer. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the 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 pussy cat Uriah Hall was was on show today, uh, and um, Chase Eklund was able to to capitalise on that, and and he goes on to. Uh, to get the the unanimous uh, decision, uh, some of the judges even giving ten uh, eight rounds. Um, so I think um, there was a fifth day, uh, forty four in there. Um, so yeah, it's a, a disappointing from Uriah Hall, but uh, uh, all power to to uh, Sean Strickland for uh, controlling the fight, and especially after the controversy he had recently with. Uh, uh, with his um, sparring partner Orlando Sanchez, um, when he accused Sanchez of of um, of basically using a submission that that could injure him uh, in the build up to this fight, um, uh, a lot of, he got a lot of backlash for for posting the video and for the way his uh, uh, his attitude was. Uh, but at the end of the day, his his it's paid dividends for him. He's come away from this uh, with uh, with the great victory. So let's quickly look forward to next week. It's a, a numbered pay-per-view next week and it's headlined by a, a controversial uh, controversial uh, heavyweight interim title match uh, from, uh, the, I think it's from Houston, uh, the home of uh, one of the, the um, main event stars, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. He's going up against Cyril Gagne for, to see who will uh, be able to claim that interim title and uh, eventually go on and, and face Francis Ngannou. Uh, but that's, that's not um, the, even the half of this card. There's some banging fights on this card. Uh, we've got uh, Casey Kenny taking on Son Dong. We've got... Uh, uh, Angela Overkill Hill taking on Tisha Torres. 
Michael Kears is back in action against Vincente Luque. Um, co-main event of Jose Aldo and Pedro Munoz. So this is a, a, a massively, massively stacked card. It's going to be a, a fun card to watch. So definitely tune in here to Five Rounds uh, to listen to uh, what what we make of the, the show. Hopefully Carlos will be back next week. Uh, unfortunately, real life does get in the way. Uh, and um, he was unable to make it today. But... Uh, thank you uh, everybody for listening we always appreciate your support here at Five Rounds and what we will ask is if you can go and support the the people who are providing us with the platform to bring this content to you week in week out uh, so that's the guys over at Visionaries Global Media uh, that's the amazing team that I'm part of over at the, the Chair Shot and that's uh, also at our new venture at Radio Tech. so please go and uh, give them uh, a like go and give them some uh, love and go and uh, subscribe to their feeds uh, i will massively massively appreciate it uh, thank you for listening and that is the end <laughs>